You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, my special guests and I are gonna help you to harness the hidden tool that you were born with, but never learned how to use. This one, you're gonna freaking love. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. I just got off the interview that I finished with today's special mystery guest. I cannot wait to introduce you to her. The story of how we met and started working together, I dive into a little bit in this interview, so I will not repeat myself here, but this episode is phenomenal. It's the culmination of working with this individual for I would say about four to five months, give or take some time. And they quickly became my secret weapon in my business. This mystery guest helped me to harness a tool that we all have. That means you and me, a tool that we were born with, but never really learned how to use. And when she pointed this tool out to me, it literally blew my mind. And I really believe you're going to have the same effect in this episode. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to open your eyes and your ears to something that I would say that 99% of my listeners, you included, have never heard before. And if you're somebody that shares your message on any type of platform, like video or a podcast or even like live stuff or Instagram stories... This is going to be one of the most impactful and relevant episodes and interviews that you listen to all year. That is a bold claim. That is a bold claim. But I can say without a shadow of doubt that the work that I did one-on-one with this individual was so powerful and has had such a lasting effect. I won't give too much away yet because I'm, I'm kind of bringing up, stirring up some of this curiosity. What the heck is he talking about? Get to it. But after work, even just soon as I started working with her, I started to get a different type of feedback from my audience, from my listeners, from my clients, even from my wife, which is always like the best advice to get or the best feedback to get is from, is from the one you love the most. And people started saying, what have you been taking? What have you been eating? What's changed? What happened? There's such a difference. I can feel the difference. I can hear the difference. And I think that's what we all want. We want to be able to show up in a way in our stuff that our audience starts going, whoa, what are you taking? I'll have what she's having, (laughs) right? And that's what today's special guest will deliver. So let me tell you a little bit about today's special guest. Her name is Tracy Goodwin. She's the owner of Captivate the Room. She spent the last 30 years coaching thousands of celebrities, like household names that you know, business professionals, entrepreneurs, and even Supreme Court justices on how to reveal their best voice and inspire others 
as they captivate the room, any room from your platform to make a bigger impact with their message. Tracy firmly believes, and quite frankly, she's made a believer out of me, that as an entrepreneur, as a thought leader, you are leaving massive amounts of money on the table and missing out on more opportunities than you can even fathom right now because you are not maximizing this most powerful instrument. What is that instrument? Let's find out. We'll play that interview for you right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited to introduce you to today's special guest, someone that I like to call one of my secret weapons. And it is time, it's time to reveal my secret weapon to you, my ace up my sleeve, the one and the only Tracy. Good one, Tracy. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm great, James. It's so good to see you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to be here too. I've actually been looking forward to this sometime. Uh, You probably didn't know that in the back of my head, ever since I started working with you, I had that thought planted that one day I would be bringing you on to blow people's freaking minds. Wow. I had no idea, but I'm excited. I'm I'm surprised that you had no idea. I thought you were better (laughs) than that, but I'm just kidding. Who is Tracy Goodwin? I'm going to answer first. Tracy is a voice alchemist. She helps you find your voice, your true voice, so that more people can find you. How did I do? I love how you use those pull elements. Okay. What is a pull element? Did you see me leaning in? (laughs) Did you see me leaning in? (laughs) I mean, I am talking about one of your favorite topics, you. (laughs) Everyone's favorite topic themselves, right? Okay. So let me, I'm so excited because I will shut up in a bit, but I just have to start with all this because I met Tracy through an event. She is a member of Business by Design. And then she came up to me and she told me what she does. And I was so fascinated. I was so blown away. And you guys are going to hear this. But she quickly became my voice coach. Not for singing lessons, which I want to do that too, but for a whole different type of voice coaching that has blown me away It's eye-opening. And I start to tell like my inner circle mastermind members, I was telling them about you and what you do. And they were even, they were so fascinated. So I know our listeners are gonna be so fascinated, but they began to notice the difference on the podcast. And I'm just gonna say this. If you, anyone listening, if you do anything beyond the written word in your marketing, you have to pay very close attention to this episode. This is for you. If you do your own podcast, if you do your own lives, if you do videos, whether it's on Facebook, the Instagrams, or on YouTube, or even if you do Instagram stories, Instagram lives, this episode is going to be even more critical than you realize right now. So Tracy, tell me what is it that you do in more detail? What was it that you were doing with me? Okay, let's see where to start. What I do is ultimately I tell you how people are processing your sound subconsciously. And let's just let's just unpack that. She becomes the auditory mirror to reflect back to you how your listeners and your audience is processing what comes out of your mouth and what's going into their ears subconsciously. How are they receiving? You've heard the stats that 90% of your communication is nonverbal. And so much of that is in tonality, is it not? Oh, yes. And we're ironically unconscious 
to our tonality, to the way our message comes across. And people then wonder why people aren't listening, why they don't stay to the end, or why I'm not attracting more people. And I absolutely believe this plays such a vital role, especially if you have a podcast. Oh, it's everything. Mm -hmm. It literally, I love that you said it's the secret weapon because it literally is. First of all, we don't maximize this tool. People do not maximize this instrument. Your voice is the orchestra of your heart. And it is the key to the next level of success, the next level of emotional connection. It's, th it's through your voice that we build an emotional connection. It is through your voice that you reveal exactly who you are. And I mean, science has proven this, that we determine who you are based on what we hear in your voice. So we could stop right there and I could be a voice coach right there with that. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I take it to a whole nother level because what I've discovered over these years is what you think you're putting out oftentimes is not what they're receiving. So there's all these sounds and you're thinking you're doing this and you're thinking you're doing that and they're thinking something totally different. So it lines you up. This work lines you up with the best version of you. Yeah. You know, and it, and it teaches you how to play the full orchestra, mm. not the one man band. Right. Well, this metaphor that you used, that moved me. When you told me that, I was like, how do I give you my money right now? Yeah. <laughs> that your voice is the orchestra of your heart, mm -hmm. of your heart. Mm -hmm. Why that becomes so significant for me and for everyone listening is, isn't what so many of us do as thought leaders, as authorities, as personal brands, is we are messengers. Where does that message come from? It comes from your heart. When people say, I'm living my purpose, how do you know that you're living your purpose? Because of the way you feel and how it feels. You're in alignment with love, your heart. Mm -hmm. And that message is one with that feeling. But it doesn't always work out as simple as that, does it, Tracy? We have things that block that, that constrict that, and then it, it's like it manifests in, through your voice. Can you elaborate on, on that? Like, what's the culprit preventing us all from playing the perfect award-winning concerto <laughs> with yeah. our voice, right. you know, by harnessing this orchestra? So my work, I call the psychology of the voice effect. Because what I have discovered over all of these years is it is actually our subconscious that puts our voice in place. Before we are five years old, one phrase like, hey, James, why do you have to talk so much? Mm. Literally, your subconscious, whose goal is to protect your heart, will say, don't worry, James, I've got this. And then the next thing you know, little by little by little, you're talking like this, mm. you're talking too quiet, or maybe you're giving everything the same vocal value because you've got this story in your head that you're not even aware of, but that is altering your muscle memory. And so it starts with one phrase wow. and throughout life, it compounds the bad boss, the bad relationship, the neighbor down the street, the guy at the market that can't stand the way you park, whatever it is, we're shut down, shut down, shut down. And we get to the point where we think, well, I'll just say these words and I'll just get these words out really fast. And because of this story that's going on, but we're not born that way. 
Look mm. at a three-year-old. I know you've got a darling little nephew. Mm-hmm. You know, listen to him for two minutes and then give me a 40-year-old. Yeah. And well, they're very different right. because your little nephew, he's not afraid of judgment. He's not, he's fully expressing his full orchestra because that's how we were born. Introvert, extrovert, doesn't matter. Yeah. Everybody was born with the ability to make people feel the world takes it away. Unless you're hearing this conversation, it's probably never even been on your radar, the power of your voice. 100%. It never was. 14 years, I met you, what was it, almost a year ago now? Yeah. And in 14 years of personal development, spiritual development, and business and marketing, this conversation has never crossed my world. Never once. And it was so illuminating for me, as I'm sure for our listeners, it's like, what? (laughs) And why this becomes so significant is let's, so like, you know, we really start to get that. A lot of our listeners really understand the concept. They just didn't understand that it correlates in your voice as well. So let's just take, unpack that a little bit. So these things happen that maybe tell you I'm not good enough or I shouldn't take up space or who am I to say something. And still to that day, that's manifesting through you, the sounds that come out of your mouth, through your voice. And what Tracy is getting to, and I don't know if I'm ruining the punchline for you and taking that away from you, but people are listening to you. And this is something I talk about immensely. You want a following. Well, the real reason why people follow others is because they have certain qualities and characteristics and ways of being that they want themselves. It's not because of, like you said, the words you say in the order in which you say them necessarily, but how you said them and how it made you feel when you received it. And if someone is still saying the right things, but saying it from a place of those core beliefs that get formed in the subconscious from an early age, people even subconsciously be like, I don't know what it is about that person. They don't really. Yes. yes. And we don't get that. We never, like, I don't understand. I just, I copied what this guy said word for word and I said it and it didn't come across the same way. Because everything, as you guys know by now, is a frequency. It's energy. And this is no different. So this is like, this is so exciting to me. So is there anything you want to add to that? Am I doing an accurate job of trying to relay? Because I worked with you for so long. Am I doing a good enough job? Oh, you're doing an amazing job. You're doing an amazing job Thanks, explaining teach. it. And, <laughs> and you sound phenomenal, you know, if I can add that. but You can, just, anytime you'd okay, like. <laughs> okay. You see, I mean, I just, you're taking me on a journey, James. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what we're ultimately after. I just want to add two quick things to, you, you said it beautifully, but it doesn't even have to be a negative. I worked with a guy named Bill. He came to me, he wanted to, you know, make an impact with his voice. Yeah. And he showed up at the door and he went, hi, Tracy, it's nice to meet you. And the first question I asked him was, Bill, do you have siblings? And he smiled and he said, I have six older sisters. Oh, wow. So six older sisters telling young Bill, Bill, we don't want to hear it. We're talking. Get out of our. Bill subconscious took that on Mm. and the subconscious goes directly to the muscle memory, how the voice is being held, how it's coming out. And now all of a sudden Bill's got it in his mind. Women don't want to hear what you have to say. People don't Mm. want to hear. And that wasn't even a negative. So you can imagine the ramifications of, Hey, shut up. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. so it literally can be anything. It's not a negative. It, it, it can be a positive. But I love how you were talking about feeling because that's truly the secret weapon. We believe we give so much power to the words. And I'm not going to criticize that on any level because the words are our message. Mm-hmm. Right. But science has proven that words cannot make me feel. It is how you wrap those words that makes me feel something and takes me on that journey like you were just taking me. And when you make me feel, I got to work with this guy. I love this guy. Whatever it is, it doesn't really even matter what you're saying. Take my money. (laughs) Well, you know, and we know we don't even need science. We can just use logic. If words were all that mattered, you would watch any movie regardless of what actors were in it. It would just come down to how good the screenplay was. And they could take any two Joe Schmoes and Jane Shays off the street and say, here, read these lines. Mm-hmm. That's definitely not the case. <laughs> you know, and directors are the, you know, the big head honcho on a film. And what are they directing? They're directing the emotions that the actor or actress is conveying. So it's, right. it's huge, right? So say that line again, say it this way, you know? Let me ask you this question. I feel like this is gonna be coming up. It's like, okay, I'm starting to get this. I'm starting to get this, Tracy. I, James, I hear it. I'm wondering, you know, like, how does my voice come across? How do I sound, right? It's hard to li- listen to ourselves. Maybe we should talk about that too. But then the question becomes, and this has been something that's been asked a lot and talked about with other experts I've brought on in like, you know, the neuroscience field. Can we change our voice? Is it fixed? Like, you know, because like that's the the new information that's come out in the last 20 years and like, you know, neuroplasticity that we can change so much of who we think that we are. Can we change our voice? I love that question. And the reason I love it so much is because there is definitely a brain piece. There is a, you know, speak louder, you know, be quieter, roll in all the five elements of vocal variety. Yes, there is all of that. But that will never stick if in your mind is a tape run it tape mp3 running <laughs> tape still says, works no that works right yeah. okay um, a tape running that says well they they really don't want to hear you mm. they really don't so we have to replace that driver and that's one of the first things that i do with people first and foremost just simply by being in the past and the future changes how i process your voice subconsciously you're thinking about what i'm thinking about and now there's a hesitation and i'm subconsciously going to process that as why are you questioning yourself if you're the expert mm. boom deals off wow so they are i can that's when i say i can tell you how you're being processed that's the body of research but literally simply by getting you in the now can change so many things mm-hmm. because you're not trying to get it right or you're not thinking about the time that, well, you know, I, I said this and I, and they made fun of me. No, you're right here. Yeah. You're in the zone. Mm. And when you're in the zone, that's when your voice is grounded to your heart where your message is. So simply by doing that, but we can take a driver, you know, that nobody wants to hear what you have to say. And I can literally look at you and go, is that ultimately true? Mm. And that's not ultimately true. And people don't that we just get locked in that loop. And to have somebody say, is that true? Well, actually, no, that's from the fourth grade when Mrs. Davis told me I didn't know what I was talking about. Mm. And all of a sudden, there's your permission slip to move on and change your voice. Yeah, so good. I'll tell you one of the coolest things that 
Tracy did on a weekly basis when we were working together. She would listen to both the podcast and like videos I had done. And it was so bizarre, but she would come on our call and she'd be like, okay, I want you to fast forward episode 232 and I want you to go to 18 minutes and 24 seconds and play that. And it'd be like a phrase. And she's like, what were you thinking right then? What did you do right there? And I was like, oh my, and it was revealing. It was actually very like a little vulnerable because it was very exposing because I would be thinking, I would be out of the flow and in my thought thinking, or in my head thinking a thought and you knew it. Gosh darn it, you, you knew it. And you were like, you lost me here. So you did something here. And it would be like four or five words. It was a phrase. Mm-hmm. I was like, how the heck are you doing that? And it was, it was scary. So first was for me really training, getting into that training and that idea of being, being in the present and finding that, uh, that flow. But I think there's a couple other things that you start to talk about. One of which is you've already mentioned vocal variety. And I'd like you to talk about this one because this is extraordinarily fascinating because you brought up and we won't say anybody's names. We won't badmouth anybody here. So you guys can come to your own conclusions, but we're not saying anything. However, when working one-on-one, you did mention some people and you kind of called them like one note wonders. They're Mm -hmm. big names. And what do they do? They just shout at you the whole Mm -hmm. time. And it was so funny. And I want you to speak to this because I would, as you were telling me this and how you would say, you were saying things like they're just, shooting themselves in the foot because they're missing out on a whole group of people. And I'm like, this is so crazy says, because when those people come up in conversation, I have people all the time saying, I just can't listen to so-and-so. I think they're great. They are so successful. I just can't listen to them. And it's like, there it is. Like there it is in black and white, like plain physical evidence. Like I can't listen to them. Can you talk about this vocal variety? Can you talk about these one hit wonders, these one yeah. note wonders and why the people are shooting themselves in the foot? Yeah. So I'll never say that you can't be successful without maximizing your vocal potential. But I do know that you can really maximize your vocal potential when you know how to control the conversation with your voice. So I'm going to talk about vocal variety, but I also hear you talking about aversions. And this is really amazing. Everybody, there's five elements of vocal variety the way I teach this because there's five senses. I'll circle back to that. Mm. Everybody has an aversion to one of those elements based on their psychology of the voice story. So if you were raised in a family with a really loud mother that always yelled at you, you might have an aversion if people yell at you all the time. You are not going to listen to that superstar that yells at you. Now you can say to me, but Tracy, I mean, he's really successful, but he's missing a third of his audience because there's one third that has that aversion that aren't tuning in. Wow. So if everybody has an aversion to one of these elements and you stay on one note, you have given the permission slip for them not to listen to you. You've done it to yourself because you've not created the journey. Now, if loud is my aversion and you balance that with some quiet, which is push and pull, I can listen to you, but I'm not going to listen to 30 minutes of you yelling at me or pausing or slow. And if you start asking people and you talk about this, they're like, oh my gosh, I can't handle it when people talk slow (laughs) or whatever it is, you know? because we all have an aversion. So you're not maximizing. 
you're not maximizing your full potential. But then it gets even bigger when we talk about taking people on a journey and making them feel something. There are five elements of vocal variety. I have linked that to the five senses. You trigger the senses, that in turn affects the emotions. So I can talk to you about how I really like chocolate pie. And you're like, okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, I could care less about pie. Or I could talk to you about how I really love chocolate pie. And now all of a sudden it's no longer about chocolate pie because you're thinking about that thing you love. Mm. And now you've connected your whatever it is, broccoli or beer or pasta or whatever. <laughs> Definitely not broccoli, but yes. <laughs> okay. You know, you line that up with my pie wow. and now we're trucking down the tracks together and it doesn't really even matter that I'm talking pie and you're talking beer. Mm -hmm. We've made an emotional connection. Yet what people do, partly because they don't know and partly because they're afraid because of drivers in their head, they play everything off one note. I got to hurry up and get these words out because the words are important. And actually, I want to get to the other side of this because I'm a little nervous and I don't know what y'all are thinking. So what do you think? You want to work with me? Yeah. You know, right. and then it's like, first of all, we don't know what you know. And you just talked at me. Mm. Well, my subconscious shuts down when you talk at me. So we've got every seven seconds, the brain tells us to check out, James. It wow. used to be 90 when I started this work, a goldfish has eight seconds. So every seven <laughs> seconds, if you're playing the same note, you're fighting Facebook and Instagram and no. the weather outside. And you're when you stay on one note, you're not going to make me feel. I'm not going to line my pie up with you and go down the tracks. Maybe I'll listen. Maybe I won't. But you just missed the opportunity to make me feel. And if you can make me feel, I'm yours. Mm. So good. Okay. So what are these, what are these five elements? Okay. So there's pause, which is the most powerful. And I'm not talking pause. Like I'm taking a breath. I'm swallowing. I'm at the end of my sentence. I'm talking about maximizing a pause. And I think making those pauses at the right moments, it also becomes yes. critical. It's like, I'm talking about maximizing those pauses, right? Yeah. yeah there's, yes, there's that's a, it right there. It's where yeah. do you place that pause? Okay. Yeah. But that's the first yeah. one. So that's the first. even just for people listening to start utilizing and being more intentional on where you can create a pause in mm -hmm. your, any conversation that you have, it doesn't, you don't have to wait until you're on a podcast. You don't have to wait until you're doing a Facebook live. You can actually just do it in any conversation. That's oh, great. Yeah. That's great. All the time. And and let me give you, let me, and I'll move on to the others, but let me give you, mm -hmm. a, you mentioned people on video. Yeah. Okay. Video, you're not talking to anybody. Let me show you something really cool right here. You're, you're talking, let's say you sell uh, money products, finance products, mm -hmm. and you say on your video, you say, you want to make more money because I can show you how to make more money. <laughs> okay. That's great. But when you say, do you want to make more money? Because I can show you how to make more money. In that pause, your listener subconsciously processed that you care about them. He took the time to let me think. Wow. But there's something else you're doing, and you taught me this too, is that when you're going to ask, because there's a lot of copywriters and marketers, like people listening, they ask mm -hmm. questions in their copy. And some of those questions they ask in a video or on a podcast. And what you taught me too, and I don't know if that's another one of your elements, 
but you did it here is that you expressed a feeling of genuine curiosity when you asked the question. It's not like, do you want to make more money? It's, hey, do you want to make more money? Like there's just like, when you tap into that, like I'm actually curious, like I really want to know the answer to that. You feel that energy of like, I, I got to know, I got to know what the answer is for you. That was a game changer. Yeah. That was a game changer. Really asking questions, asking questions like you really want to know. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, and they're yeah. not there. They're not going to answer, but that shouldn't change how you're asking that question. Because if you're really asking, you're coming from the passion that's in your mm. heart. And I want to know because I want to help you. I don't know who you are. You're out there somewhere, but I need to talk to you because I've got something in my heart for you. And so something as simple as really asking a question like you want to know changes the dynamic of what's happening in their yeah. subconscious. But is that, so, that's not one of the five elements, is it? I was just noticing that. No, no, okay. no, no. That's, yeah, that's, that's a, something on the side there. Yeah. That's a side dish. Uh, yeah, that's a little elements. appetizer for you. Right, that's right. <laughs> so, so pause is the most powerful. Then we've got elongation. Now, you might think, okay, what is elongation? What, is it, what does that mean? Well, I really like pie or I really like mm. pie, it shows degrees of emotion. So I can tell you it was incredible being here with you today, or I can tell you it was incredible being here with you today. Which one makes you feel? The latter. Is it, yeah. is it, it, elongation is really is literally stretching out the word, is it not? You're sitting with that descriptor, you know, even longer. Just yes. Bring, it's yes. just, it's like taking a, uh, what are the pie rollers and just, just roll that, you know, yeah. really roll that out as you say it. That's great. Yeah. And they won't miss it. They will have a deep understanding of the degree of the emotion that you feel. Again, I go back to feeling, oh, you like pasta that much? <laughs> well, I think we have something in common. Yeah. Right. Just boom. Emotional connection. So then we've got shades of loud and soft. And when I say shades, I mean, not everything becomes loud or everything becomes soft, but I'm taking you on a journey and I'm working with my regular volume and then I might get really excited and I might raise it. And then I've got to tell you something amazing. Mm -hmm. And so we work with these shades, loud, soft, and we pepper them in depending on how we want people to feel. And so this is great. So what category of emotions would be associated connected to loud or higher volume versus soft, would you say? You know, there's, there is a rhyme and reason and there's not a rhyme and reason. I mm -hmm. think it ultimately in many, many ways becomes about what your choice is. But here is a decently obvious one. I'm excited. I'm really mm. excited. And when I'm excited, I'm going to go louder and faster. I give that little caveat before it to say, well, it doesn't mean you cannot choose slow and quiet. But when you're really, oh my gosh, you're getting engaged. Okay. Right. Think about what you do in real life. You go loud and fast. And if I start going loud and fast, you're going to be like, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Cool. Okay. When I go quieter or slower, the baseline on that one is always, I need you to know how much I care about you. Mm. And I want to pull you close because I want you to know I'm telling you something that I'm not telling anyone else because you matter. Wow. So that is empathy. That is 
gentleness, that is understanding, that is compassion. That's great. And it literally will peel people off the chair. Uh They lean in. And when you can make them lean in, you have changed their life in ways you'll never even know. So you play the blend of them. Everything can't be exciting. Everything can't be sympathetic. You know, I mean, yet we get on one note, like the loud, everything. Yeah. And, and it's not going to work out. Okay, then why are you yelling at me? It's, it's like a Jerry Bruckheimer film where it's just like fight scene, action, special effects for two hours. Yeah. And you're like... This was epic. And then you're like, I'm getting a little tired. Okay. Well, you couldn't really top the last one. We're just kind of keep going and scene, you know, roll totally. credits. And you're totally. like, man, I, I kind of crave the craving of it. Like Gladiator, classic, right? Mm-hmm. Gladiator created so much space and anticipation before those epic fight scenes. Uh, that's why I love that movie. You're like, it was so much dialogue and character development between them, but you're just like, I can't wait until he's in that ring again and he's going to kick some butt, you know? It's such a difference. Yeah. So, okay. That, that's, totally. my, that's my metaphors, Tracy. I can't. No, it's perfect. It's really perfect. And the reason it's so perfect is because those movies that you're talking about are a journey. Yeah. They take you on a journey. Here's the thing. Everybody's walking around with a voice that can take people on a journey. They're just not doing it. But you can. Anybody can do this. And it's so much more impactful when you can make people feel and they don't even know why they love you. They just know they love you. You know, they just they don't miss your episode. They want to buy everything you've got. Right. So then we look at fast and slow. Ooh. Sometimes things are fast and that goes back to that excitement or I need to hurry up or sense of urgency. We've got to get this done today. I mean, you guys only have a day to get this done. That sense of urgency. Slower is I want you to think about what you're doing. And then there's something, there's a whole nother thing that I created off of that that I call pointed, which is where we go even slower. But all of this is to make words pop. What I, You don't know what I know, right? So the audience doesn't know what we know. I have got to paint the picture for you. I cannot just assume that you know. So where do I want to make sure I've got you? Mm. Right? So I'm going to make that choice because we go back to that seven seconds and creating unpredictability. People ask me all the time, can you teach me to captivate the room? Sure. I got one word for you. Unpredictability. (laughs) I should never know where you're going next because then I'm not going to walk away. I'm not going to dare walk away because you're, it's so exciting to see where you're going next. Wow. Right. But then there's something. And before I get to the last one, we can take loud and soft and fast and slow. And what I discovered on that, and this is from the subconscious level, loud and fast is a repellent. This is part of why when we go back to that story about some people can't listen to that person, part of it is aversion. Part of it is, James, do you remember the old, I can't remember the name, what it was, but the guy was in the chair and they turned on, maybe a Memorex, and they turned on the sound and it blew back and, Uh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. But it was like a speaker system. What was the name of it? JBL or something speakers. Yep. So when we're loud and fast all the time, we're repelling people because we're pushing them. Do you kind of want to just back up a little bit if I keep going like this the whole time? 
and I'm going to do this for 10 more minutes. And you're like, let me just back up a little. Mm. So I call that push because it can, it subconsciously repels quiet and slow pull. They make you want to lean in, right? They make you want to get a little closer because it's inviting. I'm inviting you a little closer. Now we need both. So it becomes problematic when I stay on the pull elements for too long, for no reason whatsoever. Then people are like, why are you so quiet? What you whispering about over there? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So you've, you've totally yeah. lost the effect. Yeah. Right? But it's the journey. Push or pull. Push or pull. Hmm. Right? And then the last one is melody, which is high and low. Now, melody, interestingly enough, I could totally go down a rabbit hole here. Melody is where the trust is built. So if you're not talking to me with any melody, you have to work harder to get me to trust you on the subconscious level. And get this, this is really interesting. I was working with someone and she said, that's fascinating. When I was growing up, there was a, a woman that I talked to and she stayed in a high pitch all the time and I didn't trust her. And I said, that's because she stayed on that one note. For many, many people, they don't use melody at all. It's the scariest one to the subconscious. It eradicated that when you were 12. What is melody? For us musically challenged individuals. It's the pops of pitch. It's Mm -hmm. the pops of pitch. It's the, maybe I'm going to go lower here. Do you see how I, and it's subtle. I just went lower here, but in a minute, I'm going to pop it up. And it's just this sprinkling of highs and lows, which are very different than what I'm doing right now. Right now, I'm not doing any high or low. I'm doing what's very hard for me to not do any high or low, but this is one note. This is, I'm delivering information. In fact, I'm delivering such accurate information. I'm totally up in my head thinking about getting the words exactly right, because if I get the words exactly right, I know you'll want to buy from me. Mm. You see the difference? I am a robot. Mm. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What is love? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, got it. So you can have one note that is played at a higher volume. I can play one note at a high volume. I can... I can play a note at a softer, lower volume. And then we can use that same note and go really fast. We can play that same note very slow. So mm-hmm. melody would be changing into different notes. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. so weird because it's like flying a helicopter because there's like forward and backward and left and right and up and down. You got your pitch yeah. and yaw. You know, it's like it's it's three-dimensional is what it feels like to me. Yeah. I love that analogy. I worked with a guy one time that made a similar analogy. He said, Tracy, I get it. Have you ever driven a five speed? And I said, uh, yeah, that's just real. To, you know, you're in third and fourth. He said, that's what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was so crystal clear to him that sometimes you're in first and sometimes you're in fifth, but you don't drive all the way to Vegas in first. Right, right. You know, yeah. you're constantly shifting gears on that road. And you don't need exactly to go in order, same. though. You don't need to go one, no. two, three, four, five, uh-uh. five, four, three, two, one. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> you go not one, five, three, two, one, five. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's wow. it. Wow. Yeah. So those are the five elements to a vocal variety. There's pausing, there's elongation, there's volume. So loud and soft, there's speed, fast and slow. And then there's melody. And trying to put these all together as you were teaching them to me was challenging. It's like you're trying to mentally, consciously bring what is unconscious to the conscious 
while you're trying to say what you want to say <laughs> and thinking yeah. about that, it's not easy. It's not easy. It takes practice. And then we had to do the dreaded thing, which everyone hates, which is listen to yourself. Repeat, you know, hear on, you know, the recording, how you were sounding. And that's not easy, you know, but I started doing that and people would say things to me. People would say like, I felt like you were just like in the zone on your show. Yeah. Like what's changed? And I'm like, I'm just learning how to use my voice. <laughs> Pretty simple. <laughs> um, so that is really, really, really cool. I love that. And I just want to, well, here's what I want to ask. I feel like what might be coming up for someone, and I don't know if this links back to drivers, but knowing this, people could fake it right? And I think there's a difference between using these tools in an authentic, genuine way versus it being like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, compute like a program, you know, and people will still know the difference, right? Can you talk about that? Do you feel like that's an experience where people can, you know, almost like robotically, you know, fake it? Yeah. It's about when they get on, I'm going to get on. I'm going to, you know, and I'll, I'll hear people talk about vocal energy, which is the excitement in your voice. And people will talk about you need to raise your vocal energy when you're on video and things like this. And this is important. What we have to find is your version of all of this. And so if you start trying to copy people or or overdo it to make sure we get it, then you're going to run into trouble then you're going to run into trouble. And that's why I always say, okay, we're going to be careful on this rollout. You know, you're not going to just go out there and, and just start throwing all this stuff out there. We've got to get you comfortable with it. I call the process, lay it in, get it set, make it your own. Hmm. So you start playing with it. You take the loud element and you play with what it feels. And we go back to feeling, literally feeling in your body. What does it feel like to be really loud? Okay, that's too loud. So let me play with, well, what's my version of loud? Well, I, I'm going to maybe talk like this and, and give you this version of loud. But it's got to come from the place of passion. It's got to come from the place of your message. It's got to come from the place of your feeling. It can't be, I'm going to be on and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. and I'm going to do this. You can't approach it like a character. Mm -hmm. You've got to approach it piece by piece by piece. You could even think back, when do I get loud? And what does that feel like? Well, yeah. You know, and you memorize, we got to get out of your head. It can't be theory or it could end up being robotic. But you think about when am I loud? Oh my gosh, I'm loud when I'm excited about this. So when you're delivering your video, what can you be excited about in that video? You tap into your own feeling while you're creating feeling for us. Mm. And we tend to tap into the words. I've got to get the words right. You know, I don't know if you remember, but I, I probably wore you out saying, what do you feel? What do you want <laughs> us to feel? Yes. Yeah. Well, no, and that was just such a great way to look at things is, and you know, cause I'm always asking what do people need to know? What do they need to hear? And how do they want to feel? How do I want them to feel? Yeah. Let me actually share a personal example, breakthrough and learning opportunity that I had that I grew from during this experience. So Tracy was giving me all the compliments, showering them with <laughs> praise and balloons and awards and certificates on all the great 
vocal variety that I had. Wunderbar. And <laughs> then she noticed something. And we both started to notice something. And she was kind of confused because she started with the podcast. And for those of you who don't run a podcast yourself, you may not be aware, but I have headphones on. And these headphones are, uh, I don't know what that's called, like feedback headphones. So I can hear myself in my ears right now. So even when I begin to whisper, I can hear all of that in my ears. They're like soundproof or whatever, right? They're fancy, nice, big earmuff headphones. So I can hear myself really, really well. And then Tracy started looking at my presentations when I'm speaking on stage. And for anybody who's spoken on stage, you know that I don't know what that's called either. I don't have any of the fancy terms. I should know this stuff. But there's that those speakers that are faced towards you on the stage so you can hear yourself. And she's like, this is great too. And then she started watching my Facebook live recordings. And she's like, why are they so different? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you're yelling the whole time. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm freaking exhausted after. And she goes, hold on, I wanna try something. And she like takes the computer, cause we're doing these Zoom calls. And she says, put me like six feet away from you and start talking and say the sentence. And my voice gets louder and louder. And she's like, now I want you to pretend like I'm right next to you and just start talking. Talk like I can hear you no matter what, I can hear you. And I noticed the difference. And I realized that when I didn't have that feedback, when I couldn't hear myself in my own ear, I would yell. And you can see it, you can go back and watch Facebook Lives. And it was like, what's up everybody? Hey, thank you so much for coming on to today's show. I'm so excited to bring my special guest, Tracy Goodwin. Tracy, how the hell are you? Right? And it was this yelling. And what I realized through Tracy was there was some sort of subconscious driver there of the need to be heard. And then if I didn't hear myself, other people couldn't hear me. I, I was so blind to that. I was so unconscious to that. And it's still hard to, con but I do recognize it every time, to consciously become aware of that and be like, it's just a, such a weird thing. It was like, I assume that if this person's in a computer and I can't hear myself the way I can when I have my podcast mic on, that maybe they can't hear me very well and I should speak up. I need to be louder. I need to yell into this computer because I may not have a good microphone. Yeah. And I was doing that and probably pushing people away <laughs> in a big <laughs> sense. And I, do you remember that? You were just like, I why do. are you so different on your lives versus podcast? It's like I'm talking to a different person. Yeah. These things are prevalent in all of us. It could be different for each of us, but that was huge. Yeah. The need to be heard. I need you to, if I'm going to talk, you need to hear what I have to say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And when the truth of the matter was, well, I, I could get you to play those elements far away and it felt so bizarre. Mm -hmm. We get these things in our head this, and it's the subconscious trying to keep us safe. Yeah. You better be loud, James. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you make sure they can hear you and you just we just go with it. It's all going down subconsciously. And the thing of it is, is that ninety nine point nine percent of what people think they're putting out is not what we're receiving because we get so bought into the story that's in our head that says, well, you got to be heard. You, they're not going to be able to hear you. You got to get, raise it up, bring it up. Or for some people to be like, why are you yelling at them? You're talking like this. And I'm like, could you, we got to work on this volume. And they're like, but I'm already loud enough. 
And it always goes back to, yeah, I worked for this guy back in 78 and he said I was loud on the phone and they had adjusted it for years. Wow. For years they'd been quiet and not maximized the full potential of their mm -hmm. voice. All because of something that's not even real. It's, it's your subconscious totally. trying to protect you. I think a common one, or at least it's common in my world because I know it was me, so I see it in others, is what you referred to earlier in the episode about speed. Like how fast people go in their pace. And correct me if I'm wrong, but most people do that because they don't want to occupy space. Mm-hmm. So they want to get to the end. Oh my gosh, people are looking at me, attention's on me, and I'm not worthy of this attention right now. So let me get to the end so we can get it off of me. That is going to be one of the biggest killer for any person who wants to step into a role of authority or expert, because what is that communicating on a subconscious level when you're like, I really don't deserve any attention. You shouldn't really listen to me. I want to be done with this as fast as I can. Please, please, somebody else take the mic. Let me add a little bit to that, James, because what you're talking about is very important. And fast is the weakest tool of the five. Wow. Yet it's the number one go-to. The second most weakest is loud. And isn't it interesting that everybody kind of goes to loud and fast in the whole wide world? You know, I worked with a businessman one time. He, I was trying to get him to go quiet. He said, have you ever been in a boardroom? You know, mm. because it's loud and fast, but there's even more to it than what you say. It's 100%. I got to get to the other side of this because I don't like you looking at me, but there's other stories there too. Like I have to hurry up and get to the other side of this to make sure I got it right and mm. that you like me. Wow. So you got a people pleaser mask that's let me hurry up and get it right. I can't tell you the number of times people have told me on fast. I do it to keep my audience captivated. That is the worst choice yep. Yep. because I don't know what you know. Right. And you're talking at me. It's not about let me hurry up and get through it, you know, but it's a hundred percent. I've got to get to the other side of this. I've got to make sure I got it right. I got to make sure you're not looking at me anymore. I've got to find out if I am in trouble. I've got to, you know, I've got to be prepared for your responses back because I've been thinking about them for three days. You know, it's deflection, 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 and it's the weakest tool. And here's the thing. If you stay on one note like that, then you've got all that happening, but you've, you're also missing the opportunity to take the instrument that you need to make me excited. Yeah. You can't use it because you used it for everything else. <laughs> right. When everything's you know? exciting. Everything's exciting. Nothing's everything exciting. Can't be. Yeah. Well, you know, I say what, a ham sandwich is not the same as a fire. Why are you vocally bringing them to life the same? They're not the same. Well, I'm, gl I'm glad you brought this up because you said earlier, which I think is very relevant, that our, what, our attention span is like eight seconds now, right? Yeah, seven or, seconds. Seven now. seconds. Sorry, I, I forgot. A, a goldfish. <laughs> I, I, I assumed I was superior to the goldfish, there you go. but we're not. <laughs> and so what is the default belief? It's like, well, if I only have eight seconds, I better get it in as fast as I can and as loud yep. as I can so that I can get your attention because I know that fast talking car auctioneer guy talks really fast in those 1980s commercials. Mm -hmm. So I must do that too. But that's not it. That's no. really powerful and significant. For us to keep in the back of our mind is that that becomes the go-to is the fast and loud. And those are the least powerful tools that we have at our disposal. And we know that because you already talked about the pulling in. Yeah. And that's when we slow down and we get quiet. 
Well, you you also said something about if you want to be the leader, if you want to be the standout authority, you have to learn to stand and own from mm-hmm. a vocal perspective. Amen. And if I'm hurrying up to get to the other side to make sure I get these words right and, and make sure you're still with me and make, I'm not standing and owning. And so it becomes about, I'm going to boldly own even when I don't know. And when I get it wrong or when you criticize me or when whatever happens, I'm going to deal with it then. But right now I'm going to stand and own what I know to be true. Mm. And that's what leaders do. Yep. Amen. It's beautiful. Okay. Okay. I know that you guys listening, this is blowing your mind because I'd never heard this before. I have to assume that neither of you, and this was so ear opening. Huh? You see what I did? This was, <laughs> I love it. This was so ear opening for me when Tracy first started dropping these bombs. And I'm curious, Tracy, before we wrap up, is there any demonstrable activity that our listeners, even if they're in public, like can you imagine they're like standing in line somewhere, they're out public when we're allowed to be out in public and yeah. they start doing some sort of exercise and people start looking at them. So even if people would start looking at you, is there any type of exercise or a dose of your magic wizardry that could really give people a sense of like the difference when we start working on this, massaging this muscle and honing this tool and mastering this craft. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of different places I could go, but I'm intuitively feeling the need to go to the color blue. Okay. And it is hard to know when you're doing it, when you're not doing it. Some people can tell, some people can't tell. And your subconscious is always going to go, hey, he's up there, circus clown. You're out of control and you're not. So when it feels weird, when it feels awkward, when it feels over the top, when it feels over dramatic, I'm probably sitting over here going, excellent. I love it. Mm. Right. So that's a very important thing to know. Start with some of the elements. Well, actually, what I usually tell people to do is figure out what your go-to is first. And I'm, I'm going to circle back to blue. Your go-to wanna, element. Yes. your go. Right. Like, are you loud all the time? Mm. If you're loud all the time, then your go-to is loud. Pick the opposite of that and start there. If I'm loud all the time, then I want to start playing with some quiet. Like a whisper. And you just, you just kind of play. <laughs> you just kind of play with it. And if it feels bad, that's okay. You're probably doing it really, really well. But I want to give you something else that I think will be very eye-opening for people. I want to, we've talked really technical. And I want yeah. to put it in a completely different perspective for people to go out and start playing with. Think of blue. How many shades of blue are there? There's oh, a lot. Wow. Yeah. Right? I've seen several I mean, just looking around my I'm house. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking at your space there and I see four, five, this six, right? You look at my space, even in the sticky yeah. notes, you know, mm-hmm. right there. What are the adjectives that describe baby blue and how are they different than the adjectives that describe navy blue? You want to get to the point where you can say, well, baby blue is soft and it's gentle and it's light and it's airy and navy blue is militaristic and powerful and strong and angular. And then just say the word blue and see if people can guess what shade hmm. by because you're thinking about the adjectives that describe navy or describe baby. Baby is blue. That's not navy. <laughs> And when you can start painting the picture through the connection to the adjectives and how you bring them to life in your voice, you don't have to know a lot because you're going to see different 
responses back really quick when you start getting this right. This is amazing because we did this and you had me pick a shade of blue and you you guessed it spot on. Mm-hmm. And I forget, I think I was just thinking of like ocean blue mm-hmm. and you like said something back like very, very similar. I was like, no way. And so I really <laughs> want to encourage people to practice this because what it is, is about tuning the frequency of your vocal cords to the same frequency of that shade of blue and expressing that. And if you can do that with a color, believe what Tracy is getting at, insinuating, is that we can do that with an emotion. Mm-hmm. If we can do it with a color, we can do it, we can absolutely do it with an emotion. And while you may think about those shades of blue, I want you to tap into how you feel about them in your heart Mm. because that's where your message is. Isn't it interesting, James, that when people are hooked up to a heart monitor and they pass away, we call it flatlining. When people come to me many times and they say, I flatline, it's because they're disconnected from their heart where all their feelings are. And when you can tap into that shade of light, baby blue, and a feeling that is in your heart with it, you can't not bring your orchestra to life. Wow. So beautiful. And who would have thought, you know, like. Right. Uh, yeah. I was blown away when, when you started talking. <laughs> and, I'll never forget. Yeah, I'll never forget um, that conversation. Uh, and I've heard that so many times from people that in many, many ways breaks my heart is that people don't even realize they're sitting on this incredibly, incredibly powerful instrument And there are not even, many people are not even aware of it. Some people are aware for sure. And some people are aware and take action, but some people aren't even aware. They keep trying this and trying that and trying that. And it all goes back to how we are processing their sound subconsciously and how it's making us feel. Mm. So good. Tracy, this has been, again, so illuminating. So thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing so generously and I'm really blowing people's minds here. Before we uh, talk about, you know, next steps where people can connect with you, do you have any final thoughts or anything else that you wish to add that you feel like wasn't talked about before we call this episode complete? I would like to add just one thing. I've talked a lot about getting out of your head. And I want to say something about being up in your head for all the people out there that are trying to get the words just right and think that they have to go up and think through the words. I want to let you in on a secret. You know the words. You just don't trust that you do. That's a trick of the subconscious in your head, a driver that says, well, you better get up there and get those words right. And and so people get to thinking about their words and they're completely disconnected from their body, which is where their heart is. And oftentimes when I work with people, all I have to do is say, you know the words. You just don't believe you do. And literally within five minutes, Mm. we make that switch. So connect to the message. What is the message? I really need them to know blank. When you connect to that, the words are going to be there in ways that you couldn't even think through because you're going to be so connected. In other words, the words aren't in your head. They're in your heart. You're in your stop, heart. Stop looking for them up there. You're not, not going to find there. them. You know, they're not yeah. up there. The words are everything and they are nothing. It's how you bring wow. them to life that has the power to change my life. Mm. Beautiful. Tracy, thank you again. 
how can we learn more about what you do? How can people continue and start working with you beyond this episode? Sure. Well, you can go to my website, which is CaptivateTheRoom.com. And I'm on social media, either Captivate the Room or Tracy Goodwin. And I have a podcast, Captivate the Room. So those are the ways that people can find me. I work with people individually and I run a group program as well. So if anybody's interested in learning more, I think you just go over to the website. There's tons of articles and recordings and videos and everything. I'll have lots of information over there for people who are interested in exploring more. Yeah. Well, we will link all that up in the show notes for our listeners. So you guys can uh, click through and get to Tracy's content even quicker, including her podcast. So you're already listening to a podcast, wherever you're listening to podcasts, Uh, you might as well take a look at Tracy's podcast as well and see all of her stuff in action. Because we got to demonstrate our craft uh, on a podcast for sure. So, and obviously you've demonstrated that well here in today's episode. So thank you. And thank you to our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in again, making it all the way to the end. You know, if you're here, if you're listening, you can hear me now. That means you made it here. You made it to the end. That also must mean that you found a lot of value and relevance in this episode. I know I did just in this content and rehearing it has been a really great reminder of how important this is. And it just is one of those things that you don't think would be important. And the more I leaned into this, the more I saw the impact, the feedback, and the downloads. <laughs> just more people listening, more people sharing. And so don't ignore this hidden driver, this hidden tool that we all have access to. So thank you guys so much. And I'll see you here on the next episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.